Hello and welcome to episode 608 of the Two Hosers Photo Show. My name is Alan in Tübingen, Germany. And you know Adam's not with me for this next episode of the Classics, where we revisit some of our milestone episodes. This week's episode is number 307. Yes, 307, kind of a weird number. Original air date, November 22nd, 2016. The reason I chose this one is because the guest is none other than podcast legend. The reason there is podcasting in the first place, Adam Carolla. Um, I mentioned last week that we air our episodes on Monday morning. I actually, this one aired on a Tuesday. I promised the guys at Corolla Studios that I would delay the podcast by a day to coincide with the release of the documentary, The 24-Hour War, which is what he was promoting. Uh, I, I had opportunity to work on the that documentary in a couple of different shoots, one in England at the Goodwood uh, Festival of Speed, or the Goodwood Revival, my, my mistake, and then down in um, Modena, Italy. I got to go and interview the people at Ferrari and, and whatnot. And then somehow, if you watch the documentary, which you should, it's an excellent story, it became uh, Ford v. Ferrari with Matt Damon and Christian Bale. And uh, somehow, at the end of the documentary, I got, my name got credited very, very close to the top, which is kind of cool. Didn't ask for it, didn't, didn't even expect it, actually. That was what's kind of funny, is I had no idea, never had a discussion with Nate, Nate Adams over there at the, the studios there. Never had a discussion with him about credits, just wanted to go get the job and, and go and work, and that's how it went. Um, this is how I met Corolla, actually. Uh, I say Corolla like we're best friends. That's how I met Mr. Corolla. Uh, I, I'd heard, I listened to his podcast, and I'd heard earlier in the year that... Uh, it must have been 2015 at that point. And I heard, oh, yeah, hey, we're coming to England and doing a show in England. That's all, that's all he said on the, on, on the episode. Hey, just, just FYI, we're going to do a show in England, in London, so come out and watch. So I got in touch. I, I reached out and, and tracked somebody down from, from Corolla uh, Studios there, Corolla Digital, and said, hey, man, I, I, I hear you're coming to, to London I live in Stuttgart. Uh, I, I, you know, do film and photography and all kinds of stuff. I just, I want to come work with you guys. What, what? I have no idea what they're doing. I just said, hey, I want to be involved somehow. And they got back to me and they said, hey, talk to so and so. And so I talked to Nate, and he said, okay, here's the deal. Here's what we're shooting. We're going to be shooting this documentary. All these interviews at the race. Do you want to do it? Yes. The answer was yes. That's it. Uh, didn't talk about anything. Anything else? We didn't discuss price. We didn't discuss rates. It was just, okay, well, see you in London. And uh, that was that. He's like, they're going to fly into London, do a show somewhere, and then drive down south to the Goodwood uh, Estates and um, uh, what's it called? The Chessing, I forget now. Forget the name of the place. Uh, Cheshire Cat? No. Chichester. Down at Chichester. And they're going to drive down, so I'll just meet them at the at the hotel in London. I'll sleep on the floor in Nate's room. The next day, we'll drive down and I'll hang out with them at the uh, Airbnb, and we'll shoot, and that's how it's going to go. Easy. And so I did. I just showed up, met him on the sidewalk out front of the the hotel in London, met him for the first time, and that was it. Off off we went, and got to go and shoot. Had an amazing time at Goodwood. 
And then we'd be at the track all day shooting, interviewing these legendary racers, and then go back to the Airbnb, which was my first Airbnb ever. I, I, I had never stayed in one before, and uh, this kind of ruined it for the rest of them because it was amazing. They had found this this house of an uh, the summer home of an architect right on the English Channel, and uh, just gl- like this glass house, it was just amazing. So we'd come back at the end of the day and uh, have some dinner, have a few beers, and and then you know watch some watch some movies, Fast and the Furious or stuff like that, and just you know throw the jokes around and have a great time. And uh, it was a great four days. I ended up having a really great time, and have since worked with them a few more times, and uh, fantastic. And so in honor of Adam being on the show, we made sure to tailor our photo challenge to be photos of Adam Carolla. So here's one of the ones I shot in the race car. He's about he's just about to head out on the track. So I got like a candid shot of him, which FYI, I think I saw this one on the cover of his latest book, which is kind of cool. And then uh, there's the one of Adam, sorry, the one Adam took of Adam at the Adam Carolla show in Vancouver. When Adam came, Adam and crew came through Vancouver, did their show. I wasn't in town, but I reached out and said, hey, uh, told Gary, my hey, my friend Adam, he'll come out, love to come out and shoot the show and see if he can help out. And so he got to go out, and uh, this is a shot of Adam on stage. Okay, enjoy episode 307, Adam Carolla. Quick note before we get into the show this week. Uh, As most of you might know, we normally publish new episodes every Monday morning. This week, we're delaying the show by a day. The reason for that? Our guest this week is the co-director of the new documentary, The 24-Hour War, and the host of the number one podcast in the world, The Adam Carolla Show, Adam Carolla. The 24-Hour War is being released today, Tuesday, November 22nd, and so we said we would coordinate with that. Enough explaining. On with the show. This is going nowhere fast. <laughs> the story's really good, so stay tuned. Right, okay. People will stay tuned for the story. Yeah. But now... I have nothing. Saving right. it. Well, let's just get into it then. Okay. Welcome to episode 307 of the Two Hosers Photo Show. My name is Alan in Vancouver, Canada. And with me, as always, is... Adam, also next to you, Vancouver. Sitting next to me on the... A little too close on the couch. Yeah, no, no. I've got my safe distance. I should have got a longer cable. <laughs> That's Would have made a lot more sense. What's going on, Adam? Well, uh, welcome to Canada. Thank you. Bienvenue. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you, are, you are in Vancouver for work, right? Yeah. Well, and right now when you're listening to this, I'm back home. Okay. Yeah. So don't, no, don't try robbing your house now. Because <laughs> you're there. Well, no, I'm more worried about people stalking me in Vancouver. Oh, okay. That's All right. pretty yeah. standard. Don't look for you. I yeah. don't like to announce my uh, schedule ahead of time. Okay. Yeah, but no, I'm, 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 I'm back, back in Germany. However, at recording this, yes. We are, we are in the same city. Bringing us to the story. <laughs> Eager uh, to hear this myself. Well, well, we all got together. Um, 
Al and myself and uh, some other some other of your friends in Vancouver last night. Your friends too. Yeah, yeah, but sort of yeah, my brother-in-law and sort of yeah, yeah, friends via your more your friends. Yeah, right. And we got together for poker last night, and there was some drinking involved. Yes, there was more on your part than on mine. Well, you were doing the driving. I was I was the designated driver and uh, hadn't seen you in a while. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was good to catch up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But no, this, the story is basically about our trip home last night because the last minute, I don't know what time we finished poker one o'clock in the morning. Something was that late. Yeah. It was, it was roughly around one o'clock in the morning and you were going to stay at your, your friend's place in North Vancouver. Right. And for those that don't know the geography of North Vancouver, which is me and everyone probably listening, um, it's quite a ways from Richmond and where I live. Right? Correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. I've been to North Vancouver. I'm going to say a half... The point I'm saying this is because it's, it's pertinent to the story, but I've been to North Vancouver maybe a half dozen times in my life to this person's house, I don't know, a couple of years ago that we played poker at. And so I did the full GPS move to find my way to his house last night from Richmond. It's about an hour away for those keeping yeah. track. And so on the way home, you decided at the last minute, rather than stay the night there... You were going to hitch a ride back to where you were staying in Vancouver. I was going to stay the night. However, I found out that uh, my friend's son had hockey at like 7 in the morning or 8 in the morning. That was going to be So that was going to be an early wake-up call, and I I did not want to do that. Right. So you figured hitch a ride back to your place where you're staying. Which is on your way home. Which is, is, that's a key element. On my way home, maybe roughly... 25 minutes something like that from north vancouver but sort of halfway in between richmond and right. uh, and north vancouver where we were started so this sounded like a good plan yes to me but but the the caveat is that uh, that you had had very uh little sleep coupled with copious amounts of of uh of alcoholic beverages from the well it was four, rye four, four, four hours of poker playing and, yeah. and rye drinking yeah so there's a there is a lesson to be learned here. So I I was going to take you home, and you mentioned that it was on my way, and so we got into the car, and I asked you for the address of where we're going, knowing my own limitations as far as directions in North Vancouver and and where this was, and you sort of said, oh no 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 don't 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 worry I I'll direct you. And in the past, <laughs> this is always a good plan. Like it, when you're sitting shotgun and I and you're directing me where to go. I've trusted you full, okay. full trust. And so we got, we started going and right away you rolled the window down, which is a bad sign because it's freezing outside. You rolled the window down and you had your face like a dog, dog uh, out the window, <laughs> just making the cold air blow on your face. And, and so I thought, okay, bad, bad sign. Can I get the address again? In which you replied, oh, it's somewhere, like you mumbled, like, you know, a, a cross intersection of somewhere in Vancouver. Yeah. And I commented that that's really not how GPSs work, that we need an address. And you just, <laughs> you, you pushed through that you were going to direct me. So we started driving and, uh, and I kept asking, okay, well, where's the, the next turn off? And your responses got a little slower and just, there was a lot of just keep going, keep going. And so, so, so I was, and I, I, I was sort of, I had mixed feelings. I didn't want to, you know, get into an altercation with you at this point. Well, I would not be in it. Oh, okay. But no, no. But I also, I also still in my heart believed that you were going to direct me. 
And at one point, I said, is the turn coming? Uh, and you sort of mumbled, keep going. But I noticed that your eyes were shut. <laughs> I was asleep. <laughs> and then, for those of you who don't know, we drove probably, we'll, we'll say roughly 30 minutes in the wrong, 20 minutes in the wrong direction. And we were out in Burnaby. Um, and uh, we, we missed our, our turn off. Off by, the highway, right? We were on Highway 1. No, like, we're okay. going to Hope. Here's we're, what happens. Here's what happened. Uh, I slept through most of this. <laughs> so I was okay. I got, a, I got some pretty good sleep. Yeah. Coming off the uh, off the bridge, we didn't take the exit. We went straight. Correct. Yeah, well, we kept going. There yeah, you go. Yeah. That's that's that was that. That's on me. Yeah, and then and then I finally decided that okay, we're way past <laughs> anywhere with, that could get us to the middle of Vancouver. So I basically just got off the highway and I forced you to commit to some kind of address, whether it was right or not, just so I could put in the GPS because I knew you were going to fall back asleep again. Yeah. In which case, you did give me an address. It wasn't the right address, but it was close enough to where we were going that we were. I was able to get us there and then push you out of the car and sort us out enough that I was pretty confident you were going to get back to a place you could sleep. <laughs> well, I remember getting getting out of the car. I could see I could see my house down the lane, <laughs> so I knew that I could. I knew where it was. Yeah, it was when I got home because I got home real quick after that. After I dropped uh -huh. you off, there's no traffic. It's two in the morning at this point. I got <laughs> got right home and. I, I, I was laughing most of the way home just at, at the, the sort of the ridiculousness of the situation just being that I can't believe, A, I didn't commit you to an address <laughs> right out of the get-go, and B, that you started off so strong in your turn left here, turn right here, and it, you just fell off a cliff. Mm -hmm. And then I was pretty certain you weren't going to remember this this the next day. And uh, and then I thought, okay, it's better better told live, so you could remember along with the with the listeners. No, I, I remember parts of that. Yeah, the parts where I was awake, <laughs> I remember those. The, the sleeping parts, um, yeah. See what what people people might not know about me. A, I'm a notorious sleepwalker talker. Yeah, and so I can fully function well, semi function. But it looks like I'm fully functioning, yeah, that, yet being asleep. That's where I was confused. Yeah, yeah. You, you didn't know that. Yeah. Um, that took a while for my wife to get used to. Because <laughs> I will have conversations in my sleep and then not remember them. You did at one point, like when I got off the highway and we were, again, in Burnaby, so gone, gone entirely the wrong direction for about 30 minutes. You did look up for a second, and when I asked you where we should turn, you, you, you commented that you had no idea where we were at that which point. Which was valid. Which, which was helpful. Yeah. And then when I got, I finally committed you to an address, and I got the GPS up and running with the, all the directions, you kind of chirped me a little bit about, <laughs> oh, well, this thing can't sort us out. Like, <laughs> like, like it had been on the whole time, and it, it was the GPS's fault for, for leading us astray. Okay. The other thing is, I'm, I'm also notorious for not liking GPS. Yeah, oh yeah, you, you were a little bit angry on about the way, that. On the way to the house, your brother-in-law picked me up and took us there, took me there last night. Yeah. to poker and he went to enter the gps and i smacked it out of his hand i wouldn't i said i'll just get you there yeah but well, then i was awake yeah at that point to be to be fair i i hadn't had any uh delicious delicious rye <laughs> and was awake and at, at some point again this is because you were sleeping through most of our our wrongdoing as far as the directions were concerned when we were actually driving back and the gps was directing you also you also got angry and sort of complained <laughs> that you would this is totally the wrong way to be going so i really appreciated that too yeah yeah 
Maybe maybe that should be the the voice on your GPS, just kind of <laughs> drunken, sleepy Alan. That should be an option. Yeah. So for yeah. anybody who is taking a friend home whose first move is in the middle of what feels like the dead of winter to roll down the window and stick their head out the window, commit them to an address before you start you start driving. Yeah. yeah that's uh, that's a good takeaway. Um, I did win money at poker though. Yeah. So that's helpful. So you yeah. know, I was able to sleep my way through that too. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. All right, so there hey, you go. Happy to be here. Yeah, welcome to Vancouver. <laughs> not my, not my. Yeah, okay. And then you you sent me an email, a courteous email to say thanks for the ride home last night. Yeah, at you, six a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After what three hours sleep? Yeah, not for thanks for driving us uh, scenic route all over Vancouver uh, before dropping me off. Well, I didn't appreciate that part. I kind of wanted to get home last night, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know why we were going through Burnaby. <laughs> that seems like a bad mistake. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad choice right there. Yeah, good times. Well, so you don't need a GPS now, though. No. Now no, you know. You've no. seen all of Vancouver. Don't go to Burnaby first. <laughs> good times. All right, well, what else is going on? Did you shoot anything interesting no, this no, week? No, I, I didn't. Well, no, yeah. see, what I'm doing here, first of all, I didn't, I didn't come here for, you know, poker and drinking. Yeah. Although, just, just, just a nice little side. Yeah. Um, I have a job, a corporate gig that I shoot here, so here to shoot video. No, no stills this time out. Uh, I do this every year, and uh, so consequently, I've been really busy. I haven't seen much of Vancouver. Well, I saw a lot last night. But, or didn't or did no I didn't I didn't see much yeah <laughs> I heard you complain about it a lot but uh no I, and I haven't seen much of Vancouver like one of the things I like to do when I get here is kind of walk around see the city but it's been pretty rainy and I've been busy like the first two days I was here full days of work and then now we're podcasting so right so I've shot nothing I don't think I've shot a photo sit in in since we talked last but you got you got a few more days well, I will now, but we're not. We're podcasting now. Yeah. So when you say, "Hey, did you shoot anything interesting this week?" No. 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 That's okay. over two. Will we? Will we shoot? We'll, we'll shoot a, a, a photo with your point and shoot camera after sure this. Sure, we will. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So other than that, all right. Well, let's get into the uh, photo challenge. Yes. Now this week we we called an audible. You know what that is, right? Yeah, it's where you change the you're play. A, you're wearing a football hat. Yeah, when you change the play at the, at the line of scrimmage. Correct. Um, so that's what happens. Our, our, for last week, we talked about it, that uh, we would do Christmas cards. Right. We're not doing that. No. Because, spoiler alert, by this point, you already know, we are lucky enough to get uh, an interview with Adam Carolla to be on, our, on this week's episode. That's, that's big. I think so. King of podcasting. King, yes. And inter interesting, later on, you'll hear how, how modest he is, actually. It's yeah. kind of funny. But we're saying it, so it's okay. We're, we're saying it, yeah. I think, I think most people would say it. I think everybody but him. Yeah. Yeah. Would, would, would say he's number one podcast. And so um, we thought, since in, in honor of that, we'd change the photo challenge this week to, to pictures of Adam Carolla. Yeah, that we took. That we took. Yeah, because that's what I don't even think. I don't even think Adam knows this, Mister Carolla. I mean, not you. Right. That's where it's confusing. Yeah. The but, other Adam. <laughs> but I've worked. I've worked with him a couple times in England, um, and you photographed his Vancouver show. Yes. I don't. I guarantee you, he does not know that. No. That the connection between you no. and I both. And, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I didn't bring it up in the interview. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, 
Fun fact. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> Let yeah. me mark that down. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get a t-shirt that says that. Right. So in, 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 in that vein, we decided, all right, let's, well, this week we'll honor our guest and t- photo challenge will be pictures of Adam Carolla. Right. You want to go first or second? Uh, I will go second. Since mine's already up? Yeah. All right. I thought that was a cue. There you go. That's that's the one from Goodwood, right? That's at yeah. That's at the Festival of Speed when he, when they uh, he just got his new uh, his new Paul Newman car. He's since got another Paul Newman car, so not the newest one. Um, but that's just getting ready to run up the driveway at uh, at Lord Goodwood's Manor. Yeah, there. I like it. I think I think it was used for a photo challenge that week. Was it really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, so it's a little bit of a rerun. That's okay. I don't know if it is. I, if it I'm, was. I'm pretty sure it is. I have a great memory. Yeah, well, you didn't, rem- didn't remember that we did Christmas cards one year ago. <laughs> no, I think I did. You didn't tell me. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Too much rye? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was a little note for last week, actually. We, we should have we mentioned. That we've already done that Yeah, episode. I didn't know that. You and I, we, we recorded the Christmas card episode. I went to publish it. And rec- realized that one year ago we did the, I hope hopefully not the exact same episode. Yeah, it's okay. Did we talk about the exact same things? I, I don't remember. Yeah, but I knew we had done one. I thought you knew. So no. Okay. No clue. But your photo's good. I like your photo. Okay, thank you. I I, I knew I'd shared it before. I didn't know it was a photo challenge. Okay. So if it's a repeat, I I apologize. But still good. I went through and and I I took a number of candid photos of of when we were there in and at goodwood like goodwood at the house and watching young blood and stuff like that um I, t- I took a number of candids but this one was my favorite even though if th- you think about it all you see are his eyes like you don't if you don't know who adam carolla is or see the ac on his helmet you you probably wouldn't guess so it's kind of an odd choice but Something about just the eyes and the fact that it was in black and white and everything and and really was a completely candid moment was why I picked this one. Okay. So. It's, I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> yeah, I, I forget what, what I shot this with. Like, it was definitely the 5D Mark II because I was there shooting video. And then in between shooting video, I quickly snapped, quickly snapped a shot. So I'll bet you this was my 85 cinema lens was likely what I shot this one with. Um, yeah, other than You're that. standing close. You were close to the window to do this. Yeah. I, this I, isn't a big crop from further away. No, 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 no. Because, uh, no, 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 I had access to the, 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 the what do you call it, area, the um, the assembly area. And, uh, yeah, was right there, leaning in the car. He was waiting to get ready, just called out, and boom, there you go. Okay. It's a candid shot. All Great. right. Let's have a look at your shot. Hey, same guy. Same guy. That was the Vancouver show, as you previously mentioned. So, um, yeah, just a moment. I liked it. I, I liked the the fact that I could see the Adam Carolla show just kind of off on the on the side, like the little TV or whatever it is that's that's showing it. Um, yeah, just I, I like where sort of that spotlight effect. I included the lights in this just because I like I liked the effect. And uh, and that's it. There's a lot going on on the stage, so I kind of like that this is pretty pretty empty with his seat that he's not in. That's sort of the move. He's got a seat on stage, but really doesn't sit down. I don't think he sat down 
the entire show, to be honest. I don't mm-hmm. remember if he ever did sit in the seat, but liked, uh, liked, liked the shot. It's an action shot. It's a candid shot. The end. Well, no, not the end. I mean, it is, it is good, but it, this, this kind of de- it departs from your normal style because mm-hmm. you're not a negative space kind of guy. Mm-hmm, that's true. As you've said. Yeah, I'm also not a square crop guy. It's not, it's not exactly a square, but it's mm-hmm. close enough. I don't generally crop this way. Okay, so you went right against the grain. Totally against which, the which grain. Which works. I mean, th- these, are the, these are the photos that I, I like more and more, like in terms of the negative space, um, because it's very clear what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Like you're drawn right to the subject, the chair, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Empty, though. <laughs> the empty chair. Um, but inc- you, get inc- you can include the lights and all that empty space and still have the focus be on, on the subject. For, for me, that's great. Like you have the full context, uh, the fact that it's in black and white, I like. Um, ironically, we both, without knowing, chose black and white photos. Um, mine's black and white, yours is, as well. Uh, why black and white? I think it just depends on does the color add anything to it or does it sometimes... No, why is yours black and white? Well, that, that's what I'm saying is that the color didn't add anything in my situation. Mm-hmm. I think the curtain was maybe blue. And I mean, there's different spotlights and colors and the color temperature is difficult. And uh, just again, I, I thought that the highlight of the subject is it's better in black and white. So I have the exact same image. I, I could prove it to you. It's better in black and white. I don't doubt it. Yeah. And, and, and what I, what, the reason I like black and white in this, in this situation much better is because... If you want to get like a, a real life, like what it's like to be at the show, go to the show. Yeah. You know, um, if you kind of want something sort of a, I wouldn't say behind the scenes because you can see this, like if you go to the show, but it is a different perspective on it. Uh, the first time I went, I saw his show was when I went and worked with them in, in England the first time. He did a show in, in London and I shot a behind the scenes video of yeah. the show. I was very, very particular, very clear that I did not want to shoot any of the show because you can go to it. You can see that, but that's the part you get to see. There's no point in rehashing that. Right. So I wanted to show you what you don't see, and that was it. So we showed the beginning, big, big, beginning of the show, and then the, the intermission, and then, and then after, and that was all. So to me, that's kind of similar to shooting this in black and white, um, art, and it's arty. Yeah. That's kind of the main thing. <laughs> So, uh, next week we will do our, our Christmas card, uh, photo challenges. Okay. So they will, they will be back next week. So with that, uh, this week's topic is my interview with Adam Carolla. So I didn't, I didn't do a lot of, uh, I guess loading during our interview. Like I didn't have him explain the 24 hour war and, and what it was all about because, how it came about was I basically was given a time when, when to call him. Okay. You, you know, so I talked to his assistant, Matt, if you listen to the show, Matt Fondelier is his assistant and, uh, got in touch with Matt and Matt said, yeah, no problem. We can set that up. Can you do it? We, f- we finally figured out a time and he said, yeah, okay. Call it this time. You got 10, it's, he has 10 or 15 minutes. Right. So obviously, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to abuse that. So I didn't call late. I called right on time. Yeah. Went exactly 15 minutes, hung, hung up right at, at then. But that meant I wanted to get the most out of our interview, right? I wanted, I wanted it to be, uh, didn't be a lot of, didn't need a lot of setup, you know? 
right into it. Point being, that's what this, this time is for. Okay. Okay. In a minute. So for me, it was great. And, and, and then Matt got back in touch and said, hey, listen, it's really important to, to Adam that you see the 24-hour war before you do the interview. Right. And I said, oh, great, sure. So they sent me a link. And I, I you know, because it's not, wasn't available yet. So they sent me a link to it and I'm watching it. Like the, I get this the day before the interview, halfway through cuts off. And I think, oh no, turns out the internet service provider had made a mistake and cut the internet here at the house. Oh no. Yeah. The day of, I'm, this is like, I'm going to interview him in a couple of hours. Right. And I'm going to use my, the internet to interview him. Yeah. So I, not only can I not watch the show, now I can't even call. And I'm, I'm getting worried that it's going to come right down to, uh-oh, like, what, what am I going to do? It's, yeah. it's time. I can't just tell them, oh, I'll call you later. Starbucks. Yeah, no. I, I made other arrangements, but the provider, the internet, internet guy showed up and uh, told me, oh, yeah, they made a mistake and turned it off. And I said, well, can you turn it back on? <laughs> oh, no, no. What do you mean? No, <laughs> I think you can. Yeah. And, and he said, okay, I'll work on it. We'll get it up, up and running again. I said, well, okay, I'm, I'm about 20 minutes out from the interview, about just about to leave the house. Right. And he says, I said, how long? He says, oh, about an hour. Like, oh, can you do it in 10? Oh, okay. And he did nailed it. Got it up running just in time. Did the interview. Whew. Didn't get a chance to watch the whole movie though. Okay. That was kind of the rub. Uh, so at that point, and I have since finished it, so I can't tell you it's good. Okay. It is good. So a little bit about the, uh, the movie. Okay. So it's, it's the, the story of Ford versus Ferrari at the, at the 24 hours of Le Mans. Yeah. Um, in the sixties, uh, Henry Ford wanted to start a, a race team. Yeah. And, uh, thought ooh, the best way to do that would be just to buy Ferrari. Because they were dominating for years, right? Right. Yeah. But he was just going to buy the company. And and he met with Enzo Ferrari, and Ferrari said yes. And then at the last second, for $15 million. Like, this, there's some Ferrari cars right now that you can't buy right. for $15 million. Um, so he was going to buy the whole company. And then uh, at the last minute, Ferrari said no. And I think there was a lot of talk that, Ferrari was never really going to sell it to Ford, right? And that it was a little bit of a just kind of stringing, stringing them along, right? Could be. Yeah. But after it fell through, that's when uh, Mr. Ford got a little bit upset. Right. And decided, said, okay, that's it. We're going to beat you. We're going to make our own car, start from scratch, and race it at Le Mans. And that's how the GT40 was born. Okay. Now, I, I knew none of this before I got, started, started working on the, on the, uh, the show. Um, but got over there, got over, over to England and saw a bunch of the cars, like the GT forties and in person. And they're, they're pretty, pretty amazing. And, uh, so you got a car history lesson here. I did. I, I got a crash. Well, it was, it's based on a book called go like hell. So I got the book as soon as I got the job and found out what this was about. I, I read the book. So I was up on it. Um, you know, what, what we were doing and it really is a great story. Um, it's got, well, that's what I talked to to Adam all about. So how about this? Without further ado, here's my interview with Adam Carolla. Good to hear from you. Thanks for uh, taking the time to come on the show. Sure. No problem. Uh, 
let's get right into it. What uh, you follow up the twenty-four hour war? Sorry, you follow up winning the racing life of Paul Newman with the twenty-four hour war. What is it that attracts you to documentaries? Um, I've always enjoyed watching them, and I never really knew I could make them because I'm just kind of a douchey dude from North Hollywood, and you know nobody knows where Sundance is, where I'm from, and it just seemed like it's it, it just like that was for other people. That's for people that wear horn rim glasses, and I didn't go to college, and I worked construction and carpet cleaning and stuff. So I, it just. It didn't seem like I had the pedigree to do a documentary, so it never really, it never really came up. Um, but at a certain point, and and also because I have a horrible family, basically just went like you know successful things. Those are for other people, not for us. And you, you know what makes you think you can do that and all that. So I was, I was basically brainwashed into thinking that making documentaries was something for somebody else. And at some point when I was immersed in this, this Newman car and new vintage racing and reading the book about it and all that kind of stuff at a certain point, I just sort of realized, well, there's no one else who's going to make this documentary and I, I should make it. So I hooked up with Nate Adams and he didn't have a lot of experience making documentaries, but he's made, had a lot of experience doing a lot of reality TV and, shooting a lot of stuff and we both just sort of took our collective experience in television and sort of guided it toward this and and the product turned out real good and it was real satisfying and then we got that under our belt and we just sort of immediately rolled into the next one which is uh, the 24-hour war which is another book I read that I thought was interesting and thought let's make a good good topic for a doc and what about that story really made you want to make it into a movie? Um, you know, I thought it had all the elements of a, of a good um, story, like a good movie. Like the, the, the book, which is called Go Like Hell, has been optioned like three or four times from Tom Cruise's company to be a feature film. So obviously if it's feature film material, it means it has an antagonist and a protagonist and a winner and a loser and a good guy and a bad guy and, a, and an arc and, you know, failure and, and tragedy and like all these, all these elements. And, and I knew that, that, that would, if you have all those elements, it, it just lend itself to a documentary as well. So, um, we just, you know, went headlong into making this one. And, and it, as it turns out, I, I was sort of prepared. I was sort of, I, I, I put so much into the Newman documentary that I was sort of prepared for this one to come up maybe 75 or 80% of the, of the Newman doc. But the, the story is so compelling. Um, I, I think people may even enjoy it more. You're saying that you, you thought it would be less than the Newman doc. Well, I did in the sense that the Newman doc was so personal for me mm -hmm. and I put so much like sort of heart and soul in it. And I, you know, I went over every frame of it so many times that I just kind of thought to myself, 
and and you know it's it's at um, on on Rotten Tomatoes it's at a hundred percent with top critics really and you know ninety four percent with the people I'm like well you're not going to do much better than than that are you but um, and and people really loved it and had an affection for it but I I think uh, I I think we may have matched it or maybe even exceeded it with this doc well unfortunately I'm only two thirds of the way through my internet went down. And uh, I haven't seen the third act, but so far, I'm going to say, even though I've worked on it, and so I have a, a dog in the fight a little bit, I'm going to say you've gone bigger and beyond. And Newman was a great documentary. I really liked it. But this one is just on a much larger scale, it seems. Yeah, it's like an international scale versus local scale or something. It, it, yeah, with that, um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was, was going to say, yes, it's a bigger, global, more sweeping story in, in its own way, whereas the Newman is a little more personal. Well, with that, I mean, I imagine that brings with it a lot of challenges to tell that story. Yeah, I mean, you know, Nate's real good at what he does, as, as you know. We're... Um, you know, we're pretty, uh, you know, just sort of methodical about it. And, you know, we do what it takes and we're, we're not corner cutters. And unfortunately it ends up costing a lot of money. Um, but if we got to get on a plane and go to Italy and interview somebody or go to England and interview somebody we're, or wherever around the United States, we're, we're always willing to do it. And it's just, um, I think Nate is very even about it, has a very methodical approach to it. I'm very even and methodical. And, you know, it's the kind of thing where if you go, I want to look at a rough cut in three weeks, um, it's not going to work. You're going to look at a rough cut in 13 months. Right. And, and until then, all you're going to be doing is paying money for plane tickets and lawyers and clearance and calling people that never return your phone calls. And that'll be your life for a year and a half. And then you can look at a rough cut. And if you're willing to concede that I'm going to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars out of my own pocket, um, be told no a thousand times, have a thousand emails with a thousand attorneys, and basically beg people I've never met in countries I haven't been in to sit down and do interviews and do that. If, if you're willing to understand that that's, that's the process, then you can, you can enter into it sort of undaunted and, and get it done. And, and, and the more you do it, the more you realize, okay, this is how, how you do it. It's just start, you know, I always tell people you can eat, uh, a Buick, if you if you pulverized it, made it into a powder, and sprinkled it on your bowl of cereal every morning, and seventeen years, you'd you'd eat a Buick. Right. And it's basically it's basically the same mentality with this. Like, you you can't stare at the Buick and go, Jesus Christ, what do I do here? Uh, but if you put it, made it into a powder, and you did a teaspoon at a time, <laughs> you'd, you'd get through it. So what's more fun, making a documentary or eating a Buick? <laughs> I, well, it depends what Buick. Now, like uh, LeSabre or something like that. It might, 
Skylark. Uh, 85 Skylark's what I had in my mind. My dad had a Regal uh, <laughs> that was stolen. Ironically I, I, I named. I just like to eat, eat his, yeah. <laughs> no, nothing less Regal. But uh, I do like it when car companies overcompensate. Like, nobody who lives in Malibu has ever driven a Chevy Malibu. <laughs> And no celebrity's ever driven a Chevy celebrity. <laughs> but it was a nice try. Uh, for this film, you, you chose to make the leap and uh, self-distribute. Yes. What was the, what was the reasoning behind that? Um, you know, for me, it could be distilled down into basically one event, which is, well, two things. A... I have a fairly successful podcast that enables us to have a platform to distribute that distributors can't really provide. They can maybe get it sold to Netflix for you, but so can we. Um, it comes down to like one simple exchange. You, you get hooked up with one of these companies. They tell you all the stuff they're going to do. At some point, they send you a trailer because they work with trailer houses who cut movie trailers and they always tell you they're the best. They work with the best. These guys are the best. And then they send you a trailer for your movie and it sucks. Right. And it's three minutes of what and how come and what? No, we need to have this and we're missing that. How come we got uh, Robert Redford in our movie? How come he never popped up in the trailer? Wouldn't you want him to pop up in the trailer? And there's a lot of that. And then, so what you do is you go, all right, Nate, now me and you got to go to the edit bay and me and you have to completely reconfigure this trailer and essentially cut our own trailer. And then we do that. And then oh, the following week, you get a bill for $17,000 <laughs> for the trailer. Right. So considering we're going to whack our own trailer together <laughs> anyway, why are we paying someone $17,000 who's never, frankly, not very good at making trailers, but certainly not movies about that which they know nothing of. So, Nate, no one's going to make a better trailer than me and Nate, so why don't we save ourselves $17,000? And that, that's, that's kind of that's the long and the short of it. Uh, so what do you have next in the pipeline? Um... We're actually making a documentary about pipelines. Pipelines? No. <laughs> uh, we have the Willie T. Ribs um, first black driver at Indy. We have K-Rock, the radio station, the legendary radio station I, I worked for for a million years uh, in Los Angeles, the documentary. And we have uh, Carol Shelby, uh, the documentary as well. Um, and I think what all all my listeners want to know is, are we going to go ahead and make Young Blood too, or is that just talk? <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so stay in shape because uh, you, you got to leave. You're playing Swayze's part. No question. I was going to find ourselves a, a young Rob Lowe. Well, uh, that ain't going to be easy, but I but I think it can be. I think it can be done. And and you're right. The movie needs to be remade. No question about that. Uh, so, Adam, where can people go to find the 24-hour war? Um, 
um, they can go to chassis, C-H-A-S-S-Y dot com. They can, they can pre-order it if they, if they like. Uh, it comes out November 22nd. Today, if you're listening and, to this, you can see the movie. Oh, if you're listening to this, then you can see the movie. Yes, we take this a little in advance, but it's out. It's good. Um, and uh, that's all we know how to do. So No, it is good. Yeah. I, know, I know you say that, but it, it really is a fantastic uh, movie. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm two-thirds of the way through. I know how it ends, and I'm still on the edge of my seat, and that's no joke. Well, thanks, Alan. I appreciate that. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, once again, thanks for coming on. And, of course, all my listeners already know about your show, but if not, uh, go listen to the, uh, the Adam Carolla show. Thanks, man. Hey, thanks again. Thanks for coming on. We'll see you next time we're shooting in Europe. I look forward to it. We're back. Did you listen to it? Yeah. Okay. I've listened to it oh. twice. My internet didn't go down. <laughs> I listened I listened to it. I know I actually I listened to it uh yesterday and then I listened to it again this morning cuz I didn't remember after poker. Uh, everything that sort of I had listened to the first time, so I re-listened. That's how much. That's how much of a fanboy I am of Adam Carolla. <laughs> I thought you meant of me. No, I, well, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and you. I'm barely in it. Yeah, no, that's he's, the point. He's 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 amazing to listen to. He's he's a yeah, he's a great guy to talk to too. Like I, I can't say enough nice things about him. Yeah, and I and, and again, I, I I was thrilled when I heard that you were going to interview him, and then when I listened to the interview. I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. I was impressed. I, in, obviously, there's a different sort of comedic tone to listening to the Adam Carolla show, right? Than than this interview. Like he's 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 basically you know talking about the movie and whatnot, um, but he's got that voice that I could just listen to, yeah, forever. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded weird, but a little bit. Yeah. No, just again, uh, even my wife, we had it on and she was, she was overhearing me listen to the interview with you. And, uh, right away she said, he's just got that, that perfect radio voice that you just want to, li- regardless of what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So anyways, yep. and in person too. I mean, that's the thing is that's why, you know, like it's weird because when, when, when I found out about their, their first trip to London to go and shoot, start shooting this movie. I mean, I had no idea what was what was happening. All I knew was they were going to London, and that was like close to two years ago now. And so I reached out right away when I heard that and said, "Hey, I want to I want to be there." Um, and that was because I want to work with them because not not because I'm a fan of his show. That would be kind of weird, right? Yeah. To just show up and want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I but I but I know how. I've said this before that I I like what I like what they do there, but I love how they do it. Yeah, and I wanted to be a part of that. The way they operate, the way they work on things. Now, the way they're going to self-distribute this, which we talked a little bit in the uh, to to Adam about. Um, I think it's brilliant. I think that's the way. That's the way it needs to go. You know, and I think he's received a little backlash. I've heard of why would you bother self-distributing? Why would you start chassis.com, the the new website? We have Netflix, we have Amazon Prime, but this is not that. This, this, what they're doing is a great idea. This gets the product right to the customer, no middlemen. It's exactly what, what you want to be doing. And, um, which is what I thought was pretty funny in the inter- interview when he says, I have a modestly successful or moderately yeah, successful some, some, podcast. Something along those lines, but yeah, yeah, more so 
huge podcast. Yeah. But and again, the, the the beauty is when you have that platform. Yeah, why do you need to pay someone else to to get your product out there? He he clearly is in a position where he doesn't. No. Now with the two hosers movie, on the other hand, Young Blood Two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we our podcast self distributing might might be a problem. That's going to be what we call a lost leader. <laughs> yeah, and emphasis on the loss. Right. Uh, but 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 that is that is the 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 model, and that's why like you know for a long time it's everyone's talked about you know indie films. You can make your own indie film, and, and people did it. Guys like Ed, Edward Burns, for example, made Brothers McMullen. Um, Kevin Smith made Clerks, and there's, there's more examples. Robert Rodriguez and 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 whatnot, but these guys made their movies on film for very little money, relatively speaking. But you still need somebody to distribute that, right? Especially then when it was on film, it was even worse. And then it got things went digital, and they said, "Well, everybody can make a movie now, and everybody is making a movie." But how do you distribute it? And then YouTube came along, and now anybody can put your movie up on YouTube if you want. But how do you get people to see it? You know, or pay for it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, no, there are models, you know, that work with YouTube. People yeah. do get paid. Uh, I know some people who, who make money from their YouTube videos, but you need those eyeballs. And so, if you have a, you know, what he's what Adam has done, build, building that up from the ground up, and then being able to self distribute is it's a fantastic situation. And so that's exactly where they need to go. So I'm I'm really glad to hear it, but. The other thing that, I mean, he did pay for it out of his own money, the, the, the movie, um, because I think he got a little bit of blowback from when he did the, the, the GoFundMe or whatever they did before. Yeah. For, uh, for the Road Hard movie. Yeah. He crowdsourced, crowdsourced. a lot of it. Yeah. 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 Um, and that somehow has gotten a, that's gotten a bad name. Why? Which I, I don't understand. They say, why, why, are you, why are you begging for money? And it's not the case. You're, just, you're doing pre-sales. That's yeah. all you're doing. That's how the movie business actually works. It's, it's, most of it is based on pre-sales in, 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 in smaller films. So, so anyways, yeah. So it, uh, it was a really, really an honor to have him on the show. And I encourage, encourage everybody, if you don't listen to his show, definitely do. Go check it out. How, how nervous were you when you were interviewing him? Uh, I was a little bit nervous at first. Not, not that it comes across in the interview, but that's uh, not what I was saying. I'm just, yeah. just knowing that that's kind of a, a big get. It is a big, definitely a big get much bigger than we should have got. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, no, you know what? For me, I was nervous because I mean, I haven't, I'm not, we're not best friends, right? But we're definitely friendly and he, he knows my name, yeah. <laughs> which is nice. Um, and and we have you know there is a, a rapport that we have and when we when we're you know living in the house in England and stuff like that staying there and talking and and, and chatting around, I didn't want it to be that, I didn't want the interview to be that that would that would seem weird to me yeah like, like nobody wants to hear that right nobody wants to hear a bunch of inside jokes, uh you know or or me they don't, you don't you won't listen to an Adam Carolla interview to hear me right so I was nervous about making sure I had just enough to keep it interesting and stay in the background. So yeah. Job, job well done, man. Well, thanks. I, right. That's what I was waiting for. Yeah. That's what I was sucking up for, but <laughs> check out his show at uh, Adam. I think it's Adam I should have checked that ahead of time, but yeah. if you 
Google the Adam. Pretty, pretty sure it pops up pretty quick. I think it does. Yeah. Follow him on Twitter or whatever, but definitely, definitely follow uh, Chassis Media on Twitter or go to their their website. Because if you're listening to this, um, movies up now, right? Movies up now. Yeah. That was the other thing that the the interview was going to happen a week earlier, but uh, Adam said it was important that people can go watch the movie right away after listening to this. So it's available right now on chassis.com um and there's another project up there up there as well it's on chassis i, don't, I forget now i shared it it's on the drive.com but the other project i shot with them in uh at goodwood is starting it's episode one of i don't know how many episodes maybe eight uh like 10 minute episodes about uh his last experience at goodwood so okay check that out is that that <clears throat> Put a link. I'll start that. I'll start that again. Uh, check that out as well. I'll put a link up to there. Oh, and I got my name in the credits too. Awesome. I was I think, Did I ask you that on air about the credits? Yeah. I, I think I asked you. I didn't I know. know. Yeah. Yeah. So you're in. I'm the third credit. Is that is that an order of importance? No, obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> Your name is AA though, right? Yeah, but it's it's not alphabetical. Oh wow. No, no, no. It came up. Uh, yeah. So thanks to them, I, I I really didn't expect it. I remember Nate told me something. He's like, "Oh yeah, we'll put your credit down as first camera or whatever it was." And I was like, "Hey, whatever you guys want, that's fine." So okay, there you go. Add that to your portfolio. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it'll be it'll be in there. Okay, third credit. No, yes, it's just that's it. TC, we call it TC. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, challenge for next week. We, yes. we already have them. It's still it's a Christmas card. It's the Christmas Again. cards. So yeah, for those the play, third time, really. playing along at home, if you have any Adam Carolla pictures, you can send those in. Yeah. <laughs> Post those on our Facebook. Yeah, because maybe you've got some, or not. Probably, probably, probably not. Yeah, most people have them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so like Christmas cards for next week. Next week are Christmas cards. So uh, Adam, where can people go to find your stuff? AdamSchwartz.ca and the Two Hosers Facebook page and your stuff. You can find mine at alanatridge.com or the two of us at twohosers.com where you can find the links, pictures, everything we just talked about. That's it. We didn't mention Amazon this week, did we? Oh, yeah. Buy stuff and click through our click site. Click through our site at Amazon helps us out. Yeah. Christmas is coming. You'll find it on our website on the right-hand side. You'll see it. And that's it. Until next week, get out there and make better photos. Mm-hmm.